I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is episode 29 with Bud Hennekes. Welcome to the As Told by Nomads podcast. Where you'll learn how nomads, third culture kids, entrepreneurs, and leaders all over the world embrace their global identity and use their difference to make a difference. And now, having lived on four different continents, here's your host, Tyo Roxit. Welcome, everybody. Today, I have with me Bud Hennekes. I believe you're calling me from, is it Chile? I'm in Chile, correct. Chile. Yes, yes. Um, and today, you know, we're going to dive into his diverse background, talk a little bit about, you know, what it was like being adopted, as well as, you know, traveling all over the world. Welcome to the show, Bud. Thanks so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Uh, glad to have you. So, talk to us about your background uh, a little bit. Yeah, that, that's a good question. Um, I'm a 23-year-old global citizen of the world, right? So I've had the great fortune of uh, growing up on four different continents, um, the United States, Europe, Asia, and uh, most recently Chile. And I've been able to visit about 30 states and 30 different countries in uh, my relatively young life. (laughs) You know, it's funny. um, Both of us have grown up in four different continents. You've got South America, and uh, the way you have South America, I have Africa. So um, we need to do a switch on that and then, you know, We'll trade continents and make make sure we visit our fifth continent there. But um, yeah, yeah I've been to Morocco. So <laughs> oh, well, there, there you go. You've been so which which continents have you missed? So uh, Antarctica and Australia. Those are the the two. And I definitely would love to do a cruise through Antarctica and then obviously make it to Australia one of these days. Yes. Yes. All right. So Australia, Antarctica, same year. Oh, well, South America for me as well. Um, but all right. No, that's good. It's good. Um, well, maybe one day we'll plan something with our. I'll podcast and then we'll you know we'll do a satellite show from over, from over there in Antarctica. That'd so, be great. <laughs> so um, you've obviously traveled, lived, and worked in several countries. Uh, just talk to me about your time overseas, why you traveled, and kind of what the experience was like. Cool. Yeah, I can uh, kind of a little bit start from the beginning. So when I was really young, my my dad worked for Shell Oil. Um, this is probably a little bit in elementary school. So he was uh, transferred to the Netherlands. And so I was in Europe for about three years when I was real little. So unfortunately, I wasn't able to kind of take in all the cultural benefits and all that kind of stuff from being over there. But 
after Europe, uh, we moved back to the States where I mostly grew up until I was about a junior in high school. And then my dad was again transferred to Shanghai, China. So Shanghai, China was the first time I was really outside of the United States as a, as a young adult. And uh, it was really an eye-opening experience for me. So I was in Shanghai for two years um, in high school. And then I came back to the United States for university um, with my parents staying over in China. So I got to go back and forth and explore a lot of Asia. And then more recently, um, I was in New York right out of school, worked for a social media agency right out of school. And I just found that New York wasn't for me at the time. So um, a few buddies of mine were actually starting up an entrepreneurship program here in Chile, which I kind of jumped at the chance to participate in. And so that was two um, separate programs of entrepreneurship. So you just connect with people from all over the world and that kind of stuff. And, and now I'm, I'm here for the next few months. Love it. Um, um, and then that was VaynerMedia you were working at, right? Gary Correct. Yeah, gotcha. Um, okay. Now, what you did, what you described, there was it's very you know prominent, and for many people to have, you know, parents with international jobs. My dad's diplomat. My first two years, or part of my first three years, were in Sweden. And like you, I didn't, you know, I didn't recognize or really take in a lot of the stuff there. I know I was saying stuff, and I have pictures to prove that. But um. <laughs> Uh, but uh and stories apparently apparently i was a, a real rascal but um <laughs> the um when you started really traveling right in your junior year of high school what was what was one thing that you felt like you needed to do how did you connect you know what, what you know what was how did you feel at home did you have any overwhelm stress or were you missing any particular things by the united states yeah, that, that's a that's a good question. So uh, I was very heavily heavily involved in cross country in uh, my high school when I grew up in the United States. So when my my parents told me we were moving to China at first, I was kind of overwhelmed. I was like, China? What? They're like a communist country. All this stuff, right? Like, right. There, like just poor. Like I had a lot of these very immature misconceptions about China. You know, you know, even as a, a high school student. But towards the end of when we were about ready to pack up and head on over there, I, was, I got really excited. Right. Um, I was going to be attending an international school, so I looked at looked at that as an opportunity to just meet people from all over the world. And um, one thing that I'm really good at is uh, networking with people online. And so, right before I moved over to China, I was able to connect with a lot of people on Facebook and things like that. So I actually kind of hit the ground running when I, I was in Shanghai, and I made friends from all over the world, and many of them I still talk with today. Um, but in terms of what I was expecting, I, I knew I was the best thing to do was just stay optimistic and, and make the most out of it, you know. And I looked at it as a period of reinvention, you know, like, hey, I'm moving to this new country. What can I learn? What can I do? That kind of stuff. I love it. And that, one thing I would say to the nomads and people listening outside is, I, you know, I definitely agree with that because, um, you know, like Bud was saying, when my my first experience was with traveling was I was always looking for that connection thing. And like you, I'm, in, I'm heavily into digital media. Um, and I'm just two years older than you, so it, around that time, Facebook wasn't popping then. So what what I ended up doing was I, I, I tried to find the common ground for me. It was sports and, uh, you know, just pop culture. So I would, you know, would play after-school basketballs or, you know, soccer, tennis, whatever. And that way, you know, people of all sorts of backgrounds were sort of connected. Um, and then as I grew up, Twitter became one of the ways that I was able to really, especially when I was doing my undergrad in um, you know 2007 and 2000 um, onwards, you know there were many many people that I met and was able to connect with even before I went to the countries. So it was one of those equalizers that I would say. So I definitely echo what you're saying, and I think it's something that 
as the world becomes even flatter, uh, we should embrace more and not not shy away from for sure. Yeah, to to your point, it, it's super beneficial, right? Just doing your preparation ahead of time, right? Um, nowadays, it's it's not entirely possible. You can go in anywhere and kind of have preparation and kind of start networking with those people, and it, it definitely helps you just get accustomed to wherever you're going or wherever you're living. Yeah, I mean, we met on Cyberdust. Uh, I'm in New York. You're talking in Chile, and you know that's just exactly the type of uh, network that could happen. And then you know, just bonding over. Uh, I don't. I'm using my phone. Uh, I mean, I use my phone to meet you, and then look where we are now. So I think it's something that definitely needs to um, be adopted more. Yeah, it happened very organically, right? And yeah. I, I kid you not, that's about how 90% of my, my real-life relationships happen now is just through Twitter or Facebook, or right? So right. someone will follow me on Twitter, I'll say, hey, what's up? And they'll be like, oh, I liked your blog. It's like, great, let's jump on Skype, you know? Yeah, so exactly, using- it's exactly what it is. It's like the equivalent of let's grab a beer. Like, oh, let's, uh, yeah, let's jump on Skype. Let's see what we can do together. Let's uh, make sure you know we have some synergies. Um, yeah, it's, it's using social media in the context of a lot of people get lost in just being online all the time, but... I use social media to have the end result of a real-life relationship, right? Yeah. Now, obviously, I don't get to meet everyone I talk with on Twitter and things like that, but I've established this kind of network of just adding value. And then when I'm out in a certain location, I send out a tweet, and so many people reach out and vice versa. And so I'm able to meet literally hundreds of really awesome, ambitious people just through the simple act of using social media. Yeah, love it, love it. Now, we were talking about adopting culture. I want to stay on... Uh the adoption theme here. So you, you grew up adopted. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what that was like? Yeah. So I'm, I'm adopted. Uh, I have a brother who's also adopted and a little sister, um, all from different families. Uh, my brother is Vietnamese and my sister was actually born in Nepal. Uh, both my brother and I were born in the United States and both of us were adopted. All three of us were adopted at a very young age. Um, and my parents were very open and honest about it. Right. So, I don't remember the day that I was told I was adopted, and that just goes to show from an early age, my parents embraced the idea that it's not something that needs to be hidden, it's not something that needs to be kept secret. And so the way I look at it is I have four parents that really and truly love me, and I've been blessed with the opportunity to meet my birth parents on several different occasions when um, I'm out on the West Coast visiting my grandma, and I have a very great relationship with them. Yeah, that's good. And, And even it sounds like, you know, everyone... That your parents really embraced what you know having different cultures. You said Vietnamese, you're American, and then um, you know you were born in America, and then it's just growing up. You probably had different interactions, and there were you noticed you know that we have differences, but it's still something that can bring us together. Yeah, you bring up a good point, right? And I think again, it's a testament to my parents just bringing us up in, in, in an environment where it's okay to be a little bit different, right? And I just think it's normal, you know. And I talk to people, and they're just like, "Wow, that's so crazy," you know. But for me, I just from a young age, I was just they're like, "It's normal to have, be different and have different backgrounds and all that kind of stuff." And I think that definitely carried over to when I was traveling internationally, being in Shanghai. I just I right. just felt at home with this at this international school with people from Canada, Australia, Brazil, all that kind of stuff, and that really allowed me to create deep and meaningful relationships with all the people I met. Yeah, no, no, no I, I love it, and that's exactly what the theme of you know that platform is and what it is. It's you know to use your difference to make a difference. So you know when you when you were saying that, I was just thinking you know you're essentially an embodiment of what the the mission statement is, and um. It was that how you say you use your difference to make a difference. I know you're in Chile right now, but what way would you say that you actually so, use your difference? To yeah, work? there's a little bit of a backstory here. And so, growing up, I was always a little bit interested in personal development. 
And um, when I moved to Shanghai, I actually had a pretty life traumatic experience. Uh, a good friend of mine, when I first moved to Shanghai, passed away. And it was really a big wake up call for me, you know. And for so many years, I just put off my ability to write and like communicate with people. I was just kind of in a, my own shell. And yeah. so his death really kind of spurred me to say, hey, like, we do have limited time here. And I know that's a bit cliche to say, but his, his death really made me reflect on, hey, like, I'm very passionate about writing. I'm very passionate about connecting people. What can I do day in and day out to kind of make that difference, you know? And for me, it's just wherever I am or wherever I'm visiting, it's just to show up fully. And that's obviously easier said than done, but I, I really take pride in just developing deep and meaningful conversations and relationships with people and, and just getting to know people for who they truly are. No, you're right, and, and I'm sorry about your loss, and it's, you know, it, it's one of the hardest things, because, you know, like you said, um, I was, I graduated from college in 2011, uh, you know, I was 21 year old, and I was in a job that I didn't, you know, I had settled for, essentially, you know, because here I was thinking I was going to make 40 grand a year, and I was making 26 grand a year, um, and I was just, like, you know, settling, and then a year into the job, um, I had a near-death experience, right, um, and on the highway, and I, my car got totaled. I was supposed to flip over the bridge. It was on the highway. I almost got T-boned. Um, and the most amazing thing happened was that I I didn't. Nothing happened to me. Uh, you know, it, it was this is the highway. I shouldn't have been alive and anything. But I just got out of the car um, as soon as I slammed my brakes. And um, you know, once I recovered from the shock, I knew you know I had to change. You know, there was no. That was just like a wake-up call, like you were saying. There was no tomorrow that was guaranteed. And if I didn't start, you know, living my life, I wouldn't do it. And like you, writing was always one of my mediums. So I, I started writing, and then it led to the podcast, and then I moved um, moved up here to New York State to, to really pursue my dreams. And, you know, the uh, several things have happened since then, but it was just I knew that I had to, you know, want to change my life. And regardless of what happened, then I needed to start now. Yeah, yeah I, I mean that that's uh, that's insane story, you know. And I think all of us can really relate to having just those one or two pivotal moments in our lives. And yeah. and something that's interesting about that too is like you have these pivotal moments, and then obviously you kind of change a little bit. But then oftentimes you come back to your old uh, habits and, and circumstances. Oh, yeah. So it's not like a, a, a cure in that sense, but it definitely puts you on the right path to acknowledge, hey, we really can make a difference. We really can add value through our gifts. And I've been up, up and down, up and down, oh, up absolutely. and down. But that was the starting point for my yeah. personal development journey. No, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I say it's, you know, several phases. I mean, right after the job, I, uh, I think a few weeks into it, I, I woke up randomly. I never have nightmares. Woke up and it was like 3 a.m. in the morning and it was just like I pictured my life 50 years from now. I was like, ah. I don't want to do this. And then I went back to sleep and I went back to my habits. And then the accident happened. And then, you know, I was like, okay, I got to do something. And then I went back to old habits after like four weeks. And then I just, something, I can't, something else just happened. And I was like, yep, I'm moving in, uh, moving out. And I moved, but it was a series of stages. Right. And, um, like you said, and it, 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 sometimes it's, it's the easiest thing to give in, right. To, to, to just what complacency is. Uh, just because it feels like there's no no more effort and you don't feel like um you know there's that uncertainty is taken away from you um but you know it's been remar- you know it's been an interesting journey since then and a lot of good things hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I've come out of it, and a lot of things that might not have been good I've learned from, but it's always about taking that step. Seth Godin has a new book called, you know, Your Turn Is Now. Um, and it's, it's all about being, you know, taking that narrative that you need to seize your turn, you know, and it, there's no waiting and you can't play it safe all the time because if you don't, you're always going to have that regret. Absolutely. So, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't mean to go that deep in there, but, uh, you know, you never know what happens to this podcast, but this is, um, um, the, here, like, as told by nomads, it's, you know, we have so many people from different cultures and people that identify with, with several identities and then who've come to to grasp one true identity, which is embracing every single one of the travels they've had. Did you um, have, like, any resolve of home? Was there, because now you're in Chile and the holidays just passed, for example. How do you deal with that? For example, do you say... Um, hide parents or do you, you do that through Skype or do you miss them or do you have like a routine that you go through? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question and I think a lot of people who've uh, grown up all over the world can relate to. I know when I was in Shanghai, virtually everyone said the same thing. For me, it is it can be difficult at times. I don't really consider I have a home base, um, especially now my parents recently divorced and they, they're all over the United States, so that makes it even a little bit more complicated. But the way I look at the, the version of home for me is just wherever I'm at and if I'm around close family and friends, right? And so at times I certainly do miss my family and that kind of stuff, but I'm fortunate enough to be able to connect with most of my family in person at least once or twice a year. So I'm never too disconnected with them. But as far as staying in contact with my immediate family, I'll jump on Skype and that kind of stuff. But it's definitely a tricky thing and it's something I really haven't conquered completely yet. Um, but I do know that just traveling all over the world is going to be part of my lifestyle for the indefinite future. And it's definitely something I just have to kind of roll with, if that makes sense. No, it makes sense. And I'm, I'm always saying, you know, because I've, this is probably the first year, this is not probably, this is the first year that me and my family are in the same continent. And even then, we're not even in the same state. But I would say going up all over the world has allowed me to stay close with family without actually being physically there. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense, but it's something that I've just, you know, grown accustomed to and you know i'm able to do you know a check-in whether it's whatsapp or once again digital media uh you know uh and it's it's just finding that that medium where you know you touch base once in a while but you're you're still able to be you know independent and comfortable with you know who you are and that feeling of home wherever you are so that's uh, uh it's just definitely something that's happened there um you've traveled to different cultures and I know you. This is something that's passionate. This is something you're passionate about. Why do you think it's important to be exposed to new cultures? 
I think the biggest reason, right, and this is kind of a generic or cliche reason as well, is just the world's becoming ever connected, right? So if you're not able to connect with people of different cultures and different backgrounds, you're you're, you're going to be left behind, right? Both in business and your uh, both in business and your personal life. And so I think just being exposed to different cultures allows you to kind of see the world as it is, as opposed to just the the bubble you've probably been growing up with, you know. And that doesn't say if you've only lived in one place that you're 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 not as good as other people who've traveled. But I do think the people that have traveled and really embraced where they've been, it gives them a little bit of edge up in, in terms of communication and relating to people in a whole as a whole. Yeah, and and sort of you know opens your mind, right? Um, and exposes you to a whole new way of thinking, even though you're not cognizant of that. So. At least that's been my experience. No, I, you bring up a good point, right? Like just being in different places, you learn just so much. Not not only about the people around you, but by, but about yourself. It's like, wow, I've been having this belief all of my life, but these people here say that's not the way they think. It's like, what? How do you not think like that? You yeah. know. And so it, it makes you take a step back and really just say, hey, why do they believe what I believe? Why do they believe what they believe? And it's just a very rewarding uh, growth process. Okay. All right. No. And then um, just to stay in you know similar vein there. Well, why do you think it's important to get outside your comfort zone? Outside your comfort zone. I think you just learn and grow, right? And I try to live my life as a storyteller, as a writer, as a podcaster. I try to live my life as, will this make a good story? You know, assuming it's not going to hurt anyone or anything like that. I just love taking taking risks and having an adventure, you know? Like, a lot of my family and friends are like, why are you moving to Chile? You just moved to New York. I'm just like... I need to do this, you know, and it makes you really grow and just appreciate the, the challenges of traveling all over the world. Yeah, I love it. I love it. You mentioned stories there. We we both tell stories, and I, I think stories are a different, are a great way, a great medium to connect. One, it's a great way to express yourself, whether, you, you know, you do it through writing, podcasting, or any form of um, uh, art that you choose to, to express yourself in. But, you know, the amount of impact that it can have, Maybe if someone's listening to or reading your thing, um, you know, you know, you can pick them up or inspire them to do something. Was that why you got into to writing? And then if you could just tell us where we could find a lot of your platforms and kind of detail what your career like uh, career is like now so we can really know who Bud Anikas is. That yeah, absolutely. So after my friend passed away, I really just wanted to chronicle my thoughts and writing about personal growth, travel, and all that kind of stuff. So that's that's kind of how it started out. And back in high school, early college, I was actually able to build the Boundless World out to be quite large, uh, 30,000, 40,000 uh, viewers every month. And that was just in high school, you know, and that was with no outside marketing, that kind of stuff. But then as I went to college, I started kind of getting in a rut. I suffered from a little bit of depression, and I was I kind of stopped writing, you know. And it's funny, I look back, and several times people will email me and saying, hey, this article really changed my life. And and it, that really humbles me, you know, and it just goes to show that when you put yourself out there and you share your insights, both your successes and failures, it really can help people get through whatever they're going through. And so when it comes back, when it's the end of the day, it's just a matter of putting my truth out there and helping as many people as possible. And that's something I'm really passionate about, just helping people realize that they're, meant, they're here to live a really good life. Yeah, no, and um, it's just, like I said, people connect with the power of stories. So it's it's, it's great that you're doing that. Where, where, like, uh, are you writing now? And you know, what, what's your podcast about? Mm. Absolutely. So I have my my blog, aboundlessworld.com, where I just share insights on personal development, travel, and whatever whatever else is on my mind. And I also recently released uh, the Boundless World podcast, where three times a week I just sit down with the the most interesting people all over the world and share their story. And it's something I'm super passionate about. And 
even though I just launched a few weeks ago, I've been able to sit down with a dozen people who are just really amazing and, and doing really great things. Um, I've actually created a, uh, a little bit of a resource for your listeners here. So if they're listening to this, they can head on over to www.aboundlessworld, aboundlessworld.com mm-hmm. slash UYD. And uh, right there, I'll just have all my, the rest of my content for them in a short video. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll definitely be sharing that out. Um, and uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. And with the podcast, the, you, you obviously started to find it. It's once you start getting the first few guests, it's, it's interesting how um, a lot of guests starts to roll in. And then you, you sometimes I, I, I mean, I'm interviewing and I've been doing this since uh, since last summer. And I, I get lost in the stories, and I try to, you know, compose myself because they're fascinating, right? You know, these people are doing remarkable things in different parts of the world, and just like the audience is learning the story, you're like, this is, this is, this is, this is what it's supposed to be. And, yeah, yeah. I, I started the podcast to help people for sure, but I also have a little bit of a selfish motive. Like, I literally just get to sit down and, <laughs> and talk to the most interesting people in the world, and it's really funny when I, when I started my podcast because I've able been able to build such a, a loyal following on Twitter. I no exaggeration. I sent out seven tweets and got my first seven guests, and so that was a really just a powerful testament to when you really do engage and you offer value to people with no strings attached. Like that stuff comes back to you in the long run, and it's, it's something I'm super grateful for. No, and no, I appreciate that, uh, and uh, that's obviously a testament to the relationship you've built with uh, you know people over over a period of time. So that's good. Um, so I usually close out uh, with a lot of fun questions here. So. Um, but before I get to that, I just want to know if you have any other, if you have any advice for someone in the twenties and millennials right now, and then um, you know was looking to go down the entrepreneurship path, and um, you know if if you if you were to to give out a list of resources for them, what would you say? Again, I'm I'm a bit of the king of cliches here today, but I think the biggest thing I've learned over the last few years is just take risks, right? A lot of times it's much easier to just play it safe, but I found when you take these risks and commit to a process, a lot of doors open up on the way, you know? And so if you are considering jumping into entrepreneurship, that kind of thing, if you're not happy with your job, just just give it a try, you know, and, and ask yourself what's the worst that can happen. And oftentimes it's not nearly as bad as you think. In terms of resources, um, I'm a big fan of reading, uh, and, and things like that. I don't have any specific resources off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, yeah. No, read, read. That that's that's fine. That's fine enough. <laughs> <laughs> read. Um, all right. So, fun questions. So, which country has the best food to you? The best food. I, I know this is going to sound terrible, but I, I miss the United States food. To be honest. Wait, uh, which? Uh, what? What about the United States food? I'm a big fan of Tex-Mex. Tex-Mex. Really? Growing up in Texas. You're yeah. making me hungry right now cuz uh, um <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I'm a huge a huge fan of Mexican food in general but Tex-Mex is also uh you know something that I love. All right. Okay. So America, uh I feel like you're going to say this for the next couple of answers as well. So best music. Music? Um I don't really have a specific country. Uh I'm I'm really into electronic and so in Shanghai they actually have some really good electronic clubs. So I'd actually have to say China on that answer. You're an EDM guy, huh? I am, I am. And so uh, it was fun growing up in Shanghai when I was 16, 17, going out to clubs every weekend. So it was was a good time. (laughs) All right. uh, Okay, what about um, the movies then? Movies? I I haven't really had the chance to uh, see too many different movies all over the world. But uh, the United States has a good round. And uh, 
I'll, I'll mention the United States because a buddy of mine, um, he went to over 400 movies, every, a movie every day um, this last year. So I got sat down with him for a lot of those movies. So I'll say United States as well. Wait, you watch the movie every day? Uh, I didn't go all, but my, my friend went to the movie theaters for 400 days in a row. So I wow. actually viewed him on the podcast, which is kind of fun. I only um, went to like seven or eight of those. <laughs> that, that's, 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 wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's, that's consistency right there. Okay. So uh, which country did you go to? Maybe you had like preconceived notions uh, before and you were sort of really surprised by, by the reception you received. Maybe it's something about the culture or the food or just something surprised you um, and um, you weren't expected. Yeah, so my, my family and I actually went to Vietnam. That's where my, my brother's heritage is from. So we went to Vietnam for about 10 days. And I was just blown away with how nice and friendly they were. Mm-hmm. I, didn't have any, I didn't expect them to be terrible people or anything like that. But they really went out of their way just to make you feel welcome and, and comforting. And I, I one of my favorite countries in the world so far, for sure. Yeah, I have a funny story. Um, Vietnam, I, I have lived in Vietnam. Um, I lived in Hanoi. Uh, and it is the same my answer would be the same because they were they were remarkably nice and um the whole southeast asia is actually but when i um went there it was always interesting because we, we would walk my brother and i would walk uh you know obviously us being uh, uh black it, it was always interesting when we walk out of the uh, the apartment and we would have no kidding like 25 or five people five to 25 people following us behind us and we will stop they look back, they paused, and they smile and laugh. But they were basically in awe of the fact that we were, you know, like black. And I remember at the airport, they would run into, up to us and take pictures and stuff like that. And um, and they would call my dad Denzel and Will Smith, you know, <laughs> any 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 uh, black person. I, I just thought it was it was always funny looking at that because I had never been made aware as, uh, of of that as much as that. So it was always interesting. But beyond that, I mean, even the food, the people, going out. Um, it was interesting talking in the sign languages sometimes when I didn't understand what I was saying, and they would always still stay and be patient with me, um, to, you know, to help me get to where I wanted to get to. So, um, I can definitely agree with you on that for the, for Vietnam, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I loved it. I, I definitely would love to go back here in the new, new time future. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, um, we're wrapping up here. Do you have any final words to say? Do you have any, uh. I, I know you you were kind enough to give out a resource, which I'll you know I'll link out soon uh, when when the uh, podcast comes out. But um, you know, any other things we can be looking forward to from you, you know, things like that. Yeah, no, I, I just want to say for those of you listening, I, I think just being exposed to different perspectives and even just listening to this podcast is a fantastic way to grow. You know, and uh, I definitely really value the people who are trying to push themselves and just and trying to embrace different cultures. So my number one piece of advice would just be take some risks and, and see what happens. And I definitely would love to hear from you guys. If you want to tweet me at A Boundless World, I'm, I'm happy to chat as well. All right. There you have it. Bud Hennekes, thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to use your difference to make a difference, as well as for show notes, head over to www.uidmag.com. Till next time, go out and make an impact in your world. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.